0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is episode number 178 of the Audible Farm Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. I just got some Couchtown Coffee in the mail not too long ago. You can, too. It's really easy. All you got to do is make an order at www.couchtowncoffee.com. They'll make coffee, uh, roast it for you any way you want, ship it to your house. It's one of my favorite coffees I've ever had. I got a variety pack recently, different types of coffee, uh, even a couple of them roasted different ways, just to try it out. So check it out, CouchTownCoffee.com. Find a coffee you like, make an order, and when you do, let them know Audible Farm sent you, and they'll give you 20% off. Why? Because CouchTown Coffee is that awesome. Thanks, CouchTown. This week, I'm sitting down with Clint Riedel. If you listen to the podcast and you don't know Clint Riedel yet... Uh I guess go listen to an older episode. He's been on the he's been on the podcast quite a few times. Uh this might be number 7, number 8. I'm not sure. Uh, he's one of my favorite guests. I have him on all the time. I hang out with him a lot and uh he's a fun musician. This week we sit down and we talk about recording different types of music with different people and we talk about oh what's some more stuff it's, we got it's such a fun episode i mean we're we're playing shows coming up there's new people coming to jam nights we talk about either playing kind of off the cuff or planning out what you're playing uh flexibility of musicians also all sorts of stuff in this episode it's really really fun i hope you guys enjoy it it's number 178 of the audible farm podcast and i'm sitting down with clint riedel it's the audible farm podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. So I'm sitting down with Clint Riedel today, and uh, Clint, uh, you're one of the guests I've had on the most, but consistently... uh, People like to listen to us talk. Oh, well,
1: we're Maybe interesting cat.
0: Well, it's definitely you. I mean, it's obviously the you know, guest, uh, driven, guest driven show. I see the statistics on the solo episodes, uh, but, <laughs> but seriously, it's, uh, it's always fun to have you around and, uh, to bring you back in here. I mean, this is, you said it before, this is pretty much just an extension of a normal conversation for us a lot of times. For sure. So, you know, uh, recently we were at a jam night, you know, uh, it's really fun to to go to the jam nights that you have up here. Uh, you're the host, and I don't think people give you enough credit for like being here week in and week out. You know, I recall uh, when I first started coming to the jam nights here, there it, they were kind of sparse. You know, there'd be some oh, weeks yeah, where like, it would just be like three or four people here, tops.
1: You, me, and Brad hanging out for like two hours and then just hanging out. Yeah, know, getting to know each other.
0: Yeah, and I mean now we're to the point where uh, pretty much every week it's almost like somebody new pops by which is kind of fun because it's it's neat to know that a lot of the musicians around the area are kind of venturing out and seeing what else is out there in other towns you know so uh, it's cool that you got like a neat little hot spot up here you yeah
1: know? i think it's like an oak tree you know it planted and it grew and it just took a long time but now it's really like it's getting there it's becoming sturdy and stable and only getting bigger
0: yeah yeah definitely oh uh i mean like recently uh it's really funny because like we'll have weeks there where i'll show up and it's just packed wall to wall you know and i get i get to play a few songs here and there and then there's also weeks like recently it's like i was there was one week where i was the only one that played leads like a and few that's weeks a rarity ago. And anymore yeah it was like weird because it's like i'll do it but then it's like i also don't want to just sit there and play guitar for like four hours just for you know yeah no doubt. i I will but like it's also like i'll just play when i want to you know and so it's kind of weird but it also like opens up the opportunity it's like it does there doesn't have to be somebody playing leads
1: yeah oh for sure there's so many variations that go on like uh just even a change up like you hopped on the drums a couple weeks ago and i was like oh
0: pete drums too all right yeah i mean that was like a weird one where like I think all the drummers that were there had gone or everyone was just kind of taking a break and maybe Owen was playing. So I like played drums with him for a while. It's like, okay, you know, like I played some with you for a little bit. And I mean, I mean, yeah, the loosen, the looseness of
1: that jam is what I think really sells it is there are no rules other than try not to be a jerk, you
0: know? Yeah. I mean, you might see Jeremy Ober on a bass guitar, you know? Oh God, shredding. Yeah. (laughs) It's hilarious. Uh, It happened. It happened. Uh everybody. But, yeah, I mean, that is also, like, the really fun thing. You might see, you know, you don't know who's going to be on what instrument. You've played electric guitars. We've had uh, uh, random people coming up playing bass every now and then. It's really fun. You know, Every somebody will sit back on the drums and play a couple songs because it's just... Some of the most fun unique to instruments,
1: out. too. Like, this old-timer. Oh, God, I don't want to get the town wrong. I think he's from Gowery. But uh, he brought over a wash tub, put a stick on it, and then used that string and was just, like, bending it, you know, for town. Yep. It's like some of the stuff that walks through there... or. Are- kirk uh you've had him on your podcast yeah kirk bricker. cigar box he'll show up
0: yeah. yeah i i don't think i'd seen him since he was on the podcast like years ago oh and to see the growth too of yeah. like
1: everybody like how yep. he started out and how he's playing now and it's only progressing so mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's really cool i mean i saw a guy get up there with Scarbox. The i'm like that's that kirk bricker and you're like yeah and i was like holy crap I mean, I think I had to like sit down and think I was like, he was like episode like 20 or something like that. You know, it's like, how many episodes are you into? Now? 170 something. Jesus. Like, so it's like, that's like three years ago, you know, that was the last time I saw him, you know, it's wild to think that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, it's also really cool to, like you said, see random people swing out and, and watch their growth. I mean, it's tough to chart the growth of of something so huge and monumental. But like when Owen came in, he was obviously oh, no like doubt. wickedly talented, but he figured out how to play along with other people better. Yeah. And that was like, that's the growth that we got to watch was like getting used to playing with other people, which I guess is something that, um, does take some time and, uh, energy to figure out, you know, cause it's always, yeah, you can be as good as you can get, you know, playing by
1: yourself in the basement and then put you in with somebody else. And you just don't know like, etiquette i guess for lack of a better word like okay now it's my turn scott doll said the best thing he's like get in the way when it's your turn to get in the way and stay out of it yeah
0: yeah exactly i mean it's pretty much just you got to know when to stand out but like how do you know that's like the big thing
1: and then only comes with you know playing with other musicians and yeah owen's growth in that has really grown
0: yeah it's it's wild to watch him like go out there and just here we are
1: like talking about owen's growth that kid is like he could just go to Juilliard right now and start instructing people. Yeah, you know? he
0: came in more talented than we are, and it's oh, pretty God. funny. So it's. I love <laughs> you, <laughs> Owen. Love you, Owen. Oh, man. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's really fun to watch, like, different people swing by, and, and you never know who's going to show up, and I think that's one of the fun things. Like, um, you know, my stuff's always going to be there for the most part. I'm usually here when it starts, you know, but it's also, like, there have been weeks where I haven't shown up and other people have also brought electric guitar equipment and you know we let them do their thing sometimes there's two guitars sometimes there's two basses. i like it when we just get like a new (laughs) kind of selfishly a new like
1: singer in there because then i can just sit down and watch you know because if i'm the only one up there singing like sure there's been a bunch of great instrumentals that go on up there but i feel like obligated to sing a little more often than like when Jeremy shows up and Jesse and you know Emily and everybody else, it's kinda nice those nights where I sing two songs, make sure everything works, sit down, <laughs> and then just watch the talent,
0: yeah, no kidding, yeah, I mean, like that's the other thing a lot of people you know don't oh, think it's, is it's such a good free show yeah. every in the middle of the week, you know? yeah, exactly, you know there's a lot of people that come out and just enjoy it for what it is, you know i mean i I bet it's for some of like the really niche market people, but it's like yeah i've seen clint play and i've seen jeremy play you know uh, imagine like you if you're listening to this just like imagine somewhere in your neighborhood if you're not from around here so it's like i've seen person a b c and d play multiple times in my area let's go see what happens when they jumble them up and put different members in different stuff and see what happens exactly, like exactly some people the best find part. some people would really find that entertaining because like you said you never know what's going to happen it might be you know ring of fire but it's 12 minutes long and full of bass solos like it's like like if you've seen matt woods and jeremy
1: ober and you know a couple of your other favorites and now imagine them all hanging out in a living room because that's what it feels like at the junkyard everyone's just like wanna sure why don't you play this okay sounds fun
0: yeah Yeah, it's pretty nifty you know and it's it's fun because like it doesn't matter if somebody takes a break there's usually some music going on with somebody and on slower nights, sometimes it's just like, oh, it's, a, 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 some, it's the acoustic guitar and drums right now. That's all that's going on. You know, we were like, because the bassist is taking a break and, you know, the the guitarist is taking a break, you know, or whatever it happens to be. But it's always really fun to... Because you never know. Yeah, and There's, it
1: never sits idle long. Like, even if it's just Owen on spoken word bass solos. It's like, <laughs> that's 10 minutes. Everyone has time to have a cigarette come back in and, you know, regroup.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I also think there's a difference in the way people want to approach music because i have talked to people that are like i like to know what i'm supposed to play and when i'm supposed to play it and it's like mm-hmm. that is also a very good feeling too because i've played in bands where that's been the occasion where they're the just like structured yeah like- everything is exactly this many that's so that way we can like hit every one of them very aggressively and we know where they're going to be and it's like well, that makes sense you know based on whatever style of music you're trying to play and it is a bit more polished off i bet when you're playing live with like you know the Blue Ruben Ramblers. I'm sure you had a, a pattern you followed for most songs. You know yeah. there wasn't too much room for like wiggling around. Yeah, after you know? playing
1: that many shows together, you just you get that unspoken like, okay, Jordan's gonna hit this hard now, so Caleb sees that coming. You know? Yep.
0: Yeah. Everybody kind of knows where all the spots are, but like at jam night, it's not. You know, sometimes those spots are a little bit sloppy depending on the it, songs. It, it you becomes
1: know? comedy too. Like, oh yeah, man, yeah. that would have been so good. You yeah, know? you destroy yeah. a song and
0: then wreck the ending
1: you know Like <laughs> every time
0: yeah it's it's really funny like it happens sometimes but
1: ooh we might do that this Friday I'm not sure when's the podcast come out but uh, this comes
0: out Thursday
1: so oh yeah. nice then uh, we'll pretend it's Thursday so see you guys tomorrow at Legendary Byron's cause you and I are playing there
0: yes it'll be my first time at Byron's
1: oh um, I'm excited man the hallowed walls
0: it's gonna be super cool if you guys wanna like listen to something fun I did a podcast with Byron I believe he was episode 69, I think, because nice. uh, somebody, I think somebody made a joke about that, and oh. Byron laughed, because, you know, Byron's funny. Oh, God, he's the greatest. Oh, uh, he's so fun. Legendary Byrons. Who? Oh, my gosh. I've seen so many shows there, uh, never played there, so it's going to be really fun to get an opportunity to go play there. So.
1: Oh, I just, uh, the last show I saw there was Chicago Farmer and he is phenomenal any of you out there in the world please check him out Mm -hmm. but uh yeah so just to stand on the same ground feels really good to me
0: oh yeah oh yeah there's definitely i've i mean you know that i'm like relatively new to playing in this area so there's like i've seen a lot of shows around here in northern iowa and i'm just like i know what towns have places and like where they're at and i i seen pictures and i have like a list where i'm just like i want to check these places off and those places off and there's places i want to play and and, you know byron's is definitely on the list so i'm glad i get an opportunity to do that but you know it's like one of those things where i feel like because i'm newer i still have the, the excitement of being able to do that kind of stuff, where there's people that are probably just like, you know, oh man, I've I've played at Shiny Top twenty seven times, and it's like I've only played there once, man. I oh, want to play uh, there again, you yeah, know. No like, doubt. you know, I still have that excitement, you know, where you know every every show feels like s- super fun to me, no matter where we're at. Oh, and for and for it being in
1: Byron's, like the love in that room, it just. It helps my music out a whole lot, honestly.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like I said, I've seen a lot of shows there. You've seen a lot of shows there. There's a, a wide variety of music that gets played there because byron just loves music and i've he's got the greatest quote it's live music only happens once be there you know yeah it's true it's true um you know i'm not sure if there'll be door prizes when we show up or not i would think so well i hope so i hope so yeah if you've never gone to byron's he hands out
1: door prizes and like has a raffle and gets a you know member from the audience to be
0: vanna you know oh yeah it's definitely a fun time uh he i mean it's so interactive it's just I wish there were more listening rooms like that yeah definitely definitely I mean it's definitely a fun place and like I saw Marvin play there uh, why have I heard of that uh, maybe I've talked about it like, it's like some jazz fusion like, oh yeah like, like Israeli
1: cat from uh,
0: Illinois yeah, yeah 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 uh, D- uh, Danny Rabin I had him on my podcast as well and that was a fun one because I'd seen them play like three or four times and like one time i were coming to des moines and i was just like hey you know like uh i've interacted with you like before and after shows and stuff because i've seen you at like multiple shows you know because they tour a lot like a lot they, they tour so much and so like i remember um just like hitting him up like would you want to do a podcast and he's just like yeah just come to a coffee shop so i went to a coffee shop and met him there and did a podcast with him and the rest is history but you know he's he's played at byron's you know uh his band you know the whole the whole jazz crew it's it's wild to listen to that kind of music it's just so many crazy sounds coming at y'all at once and you know
1: it's honestly just another reason to be excited about tomorrow
0: yeah it's gonna be a fun time um so if you guys don't have plans that's a good place to uh to head to, I don't know if like there's a poster for it. I didn't look too much in it. Uh, I don't know if it's free show or what. It's what's going. Yeah, be. Uh,
1: his poster guy came out with a really cool one. Just like overnight, he just put it up. I only noticed it today. So yeah, that's when I yeah, saw it. Yeah, that's pretty slick.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty cool looking poster. So uh, it's gonna be a fun time. You know, going out there playing that, and you know, it's a along the lines of like you know some people enjoy playing kind of random sets with different people um you and i have played shows together and i mean like there was one occasion where i just like for fun brought along a pedal that like was for people that are nerds it's like a an octave pedal so i just like lower my guitar an octave and for the Uh non-nerds i it would make my guitar sound like a bass guitar
1: checks
0: out so like every, i would play with that like one show and eventually i was just like this is too much you know hopscotch it's too much like clicking pedals on and off and then it's time to hit a guitar solo and then it feels weak because there's no bass behind the guitar solo. so, oh, so yeah. I, I was eventually just like whatever i'm just gonna play guitar but uh i'll be playing bass with you yeah saturday Uh, saturday so that's gonna be a fun one too molly mcguire's i
1: haven't played up there yet but i i stopped in and i had a couple of beers with the owner it was they were closed but he welcomed me in and he's a good dude
0: all right so you know uh you've seen the inside of the place looks cool yeah i saw some pictures i walked
1: up on his stage and he said because i brought my guitar and just started singing some john prine songs to him and he's like you're you're in he's like but you go up on that stage and i walked up and it's huge and it's beautiful and he's like yeah, this place needs a band, kid. I'm like, oh, no worries. I know a couple people.
0: Nice, nice. So that'll be a fun time, you know, playing some music. So uh, be playing bass with you. You know, that's something. Uh, it's been a while since we've done. And I, uh, I'm finally playing with Jordan again.
1: He's going to be playing leads, and I haven't... We don't play We don't play enough together, that's for sure.
0: I think this will be my first time playing with Jordan. Oh, so. oh yeah, because you, you, Brad, and I have played. You... Caleb and I have played. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I don't know if I've played with Caleb on a show or not. Didn't take you to um, Grumpy's, Ackley? Yeah, but it, we didn't have... Oh, that just, was just you and I. You, you yeah. and, Yep, you and I, and then there was another time you See, and me this, and Brad were there. This is the beauty of being a, like, hitting the streets,
1: you know, beating the bushes musician. You forget. You do so many good things that it all just... It yeah. all just happens and you wait for the next good time.
0: Still fresh in my mind. A lot of it's still pretty fresh yeah. in my mind. But that's uh that's another place that was fun. Like uh we were there when there was like a super, super ridiculous big crowd, and we were there when there was a really small but like ludicrously interactive crowd as well. Yep. Which like that's super fun to have both, you know. So uh, you know, that's the other fun thing is like going to places where it's like I never would have thought to like go to Grumpy's and Ackley and yeah, play a show, but I've, like
1: I've learned just to not Expectations will be let down or, you know, superseded. So it's just walk in and do the best you can to have a good time and get your story across. So
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's... I Two mean, or 200. <laughs> that is, uh, like, a good way to put it, though, too, because, like, I don't know. It sounds weird, but, like, the first advice I ever got when I started playing live shows was somebody told me, like, don't ever... I don't want to say told me like. They said... Don't ever expect your friends to show up to your shows, which was like weird, like advice. It almost felt like harsh, but at the same time, I was like, I kind of understand where they're coming from because you don't want to expect things yeah. because you'll either be, like you said, you'll either be let down or your expectations will be so low that you, you know, it's like, might undersell yourself.
1: And it's like Brad says, cause I was getting a bite to eat before a gig and he's like, you're not eating there, are you? And I was like, well, no, he goes... Good. No one wants to eat the musician. No one wants to watch the musician eat. It's like watching the stripper put on makeup, you know. That's you didn't come here to to meet him as a person. You're supposed to be bigger
0: than that, you know. There is some testament to that as well. So like sell the myth, you know. Yeah, and it's weird to say that because I'm not one to be like put on a costume and act a certain way and burp burp burp. burp. Yep. But at the same time, like I do have a little bit of that in me. I mean like <laughs> For all the people watching Patreon, like, yeah, I changed my hat, but I probably should have wore something else because I just look like a giant black blob here. But (laughs) I'm wearing too much black today on the podcast. I'm sorry. Church pants, yes. Uh, So, yeah, either way, but, like, there is something to be said about that, too, though, because I do go to shows, and I, like, especially in, like, the summertime – or like the dead of winter like i will come in looking one way and i'll go up on stage looking another way well for sure i got my
1: playing hat you know it's almost like dumbo's feather
0: yeah exactly it's it's a yeah it's a good example you know you don't really need it but damn it if it don't help yeah yeah, exactly but you kind of do you know so i i have a little bit of that in me and uh, there are definitely times where I've I've used a lot more of that to like put on airs at certain places to like kind of look a certain way, just based on like certain bands I've been in. Because sometimes it's just like, well, you kind of you can't just go up there with like cargo shorts and yeah, if you look like you know, Brad on the golf and,
1: course and then you go up and start up playing at a punk show, they're gonna be like, is this guy being ironic? It's, it's <laughs> like
0: know? too much, you know. Like I don't know, it's. But I also understand like. Th- that's kind of the beauty of playing like in three finger betty is like there's not really we don't really have that like any of that like yeah john will show up in like birkenstocks and and, sure, and yeah. cargo pants and then shred your face off and so, it's like oh that's hilarious like exactly. this is awesome you and, know
1: and the age difference and it's nice it's just you can be whoever you are because you've earned it
0: by this point yeah it's so, true yeah. you know that's another fun thing like i, I was thinking about with uh jesse's band like we have somebody that's i think we have somebody in three or four like everyone's in a different decade of their life or like oh, yeah, we're, we're, right, being, yeah. we're right we're right there if, if not so like it's uh it's pretty fun to have like those different things where it's kind of fun to have you get to see like the different generations of different opinions what influences everybody you know and and how everybody interacts and stuff it's also fun to like you know i've I'm soaking in a lot, like in the music scene. I'm just kind of like learning from everyone, like different people's work ethic. Like, like I ask a lot of people weird questions, like why why do you take some bookings and not take other bookings, and like what's why do you feel a certain way about this or that? And some people view things differently based on whether or not they have like kids or a family or like whatever's going on in their life or what point they're at or what they want out of music in general. So it is kind of fun to like sit down and like even run into all these people playing jam nights like just random people and kind of like pick their brain a little bit about certain things you know and and just kind of talk to them and interact in that way And it really is just like um
1: the different lifestyles you know like with your full-time job and stuff and still out there beating the streets as hard as you are playing music it's like man I'd be tired I'd be way too tired so hats off to you guys you know <laughs> like,
0: Yeah I, well I mean,
1: everyone approaches it differently it's nice to see how how they do it you know like jeremy how often do you practice and he'll tell you and it's like okay that explains it you're fucking awesome (laughs) and that's why
0: you know time and energy yeah i mean he said something fun to me recently like there's times when i'm playing music when i don't think about what i'm doing and sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's not good and he's like well if the way we're worded it was pretty much like thinking is for practice and then when you're playing at a show you don't have to think and you yeah, just exactly. do things and it's like oh yeah it makes a lot of sense you know it's like it's weird that that just like comes out and he says that it's like that how he, exactly how he said it if i could remember would probably be a very quotable quote you know no well, for sure and it's honestly i've relied on that
1: for probably a few too many shows to where it's like you get beyond that threshold of drunk and you're just wasted at this point and you know you've got another hour left at least and you're like I guess we're running on autopilot, and it works. It's weird as hell. And I've relied on it a few too many times. But yeah, it's just like you get done. People are none the wiser. It's like that saying my buddy Hippie said, no one knows you fucked up until you tell them. Like if you hit an off note, like someone might notice it, but if you jump back into it, if you don't just like tune your guitar while the volume is way up, no one notices. You know, it's just... It's a moment, and it's gone, and if you keep playing, you're fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you just keep going. I mean, that's the big deal is just keep going
1: because... Yeah, and if I had to think about it, I'd be in trouble, you know? But luckily, it's just all those hours
0: have paid off, and it's just, here we go, autopilot, take me home. Yeah, I mean, there's... If you're with a band, you can't stop the band and tell everyone to keep going. But there's, like, a way you can kind of, like, signal to the band you need to regroup in a certain spot, which, like...
1: Oh, yeah. They all understand when you go through that cycle one more time before, you know, you get back to the words. They all give you that look, and you just like, yeah, it's coming, it was, it's yep. coming.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. So, like, I mean, that's that's also the beauty of, like, playing with other musicians that can kind of, kind of get what you're saying. Like, um, a good example would be, like, Clint uh wheelman playing drums uh, at the jam nights recently and he doesn't know all the songs so like when we play like weird one-off songs that we don't play all that often like you know every now and then i'll give him like hand gestures to be like all right now bring the drums yeah. down at yeah, this point you know and, i was
1: watching you play last you night know.
0: with uh jesse
1: and yeah clint was up there and you were like a choir director it's like mm-hmm. okay guys you know with your body language and everything else you were letting the world know what was about to happen because you had play. you're so frequent with Jesse that it's just, you know, I might as well take this over cause I can do this without thinking.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's something where like Clint playing the drums, Clint wheelman playing the drums. Uh, like if he's, he can like read that body language and understand oh, he did great. what's going on. Yeah. So like that's just also what comes on in jam nights. You kind of, kind of read what people are doing. Like I was noticing that Owen was really good at that. Like, he knows if a like a, if a solo's coming up, and I can like catch eye contact with him. I literally just like point at him, and he like either acknowledges ex- or yeah, yeah, or or he or he says no, you know, and it's just like. It pretty much is just like, oh, and take a solo, you know, like. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes he flat refuses, just like everybody else. I,
1: I would look over at Jordan. I'm like, go for it, buddy. And he's like, no. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, okay, we're going back to the chorus.
0: It reminds me yeah. of some like Tenacious D stuff, like engage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, uh uh-uh. yeah. It's so hilarious. Like, yeah, he's such a fun kid to, to like, go play and uh, like do that kind of stuff. You know, with. Uh, oh, and
1: bless his heart. I was playing a pretty, like, lewd song. and He just set his bass down. You know, it's just a fun rap. And he set his bass down and kind of walked off. And it's like, not comfortable playing that. And, I'm like, good for you, man. The world hasn't tainted you yet.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, exactly. We haven't brought him down to our level quite yet. So, you know, hats off to him for at least re- maintaining some innocence out there in the world. Love you, Owen. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, I mean, like, that's. That's just one of those things about jam nights and and playing with other people is like it benefits you when you decide you want to like go out and play with somebody else. So if it's just like I'm playing a place that like I could play alone but it would be suited for it would be d- definitely suitable for two or three other people, you know. Yep. So like you can bring along an extra guitarist or you can bring along a bassist or or both. Yeah, and the beauty or, of playing so often with so many different people is everyone
1: is busy. Like we've all become such good like music swappers you know Mm -hmm. we're like swingers out here in the music scene because i got jeremy coming with me uh i called you up to see if you could make it um but you'll be playing the metal show at the fort but i'll be going down to st louis it'll be like me brad and jeremy you know that's just an odd combination but it's gonna work out great
0: yeah i mean it's really not no it's not that odd anymore after the
1: jams and well jeremy and i have played quite a few shows we got another one where we just piggyback together and you know have a good time
0: that's really, you know, that's another fun thing is, like, that's, I think, versatility definitely does help. The uh, But it's it's that double-edged sword of, like, you don't have the benefit of, like, having sat down and played these songs together a million times, even though... Yep. You, you just got to check your ego at the door, like, things aren't going to be picture-perfect because we didn't practice. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, there there is those moments. And I think that's one of the fun things about being a musician is knowing when everyone's kind of, like are we slowing down here or and then or like the person playing leads is like obviously playing leads that are leaning towards like i'm gonna go towards like the home spot like (laughs) the 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 last chord stopping spot like
1: yeah the rest of the band's like oh i thought you were gonna keep shredding but i'm over okay here we are
0: yeah and there's sometimes where you're just like i think we're gonna end it here and then you just like end it with like one of those notes and then you're just like. Oh, no, the solo's going to have to keep going for, you know, another X amount, so. Love that spontaneity. It is really fun. I really definitely enjoy that, you know, and that's, uh, I'm glad that people enjoy me playing along with them, you know, and have, you know, you've given me, like, a lot of opportunities to play shows. This last year, Jesse Wilson invited me along to, like, a bazillion shows, you know, and this year he's been doing a lot of solo shows, and hats off to him, because, like. Oh, it's that it's, evolution, you It's know? back to, can you soak up three hours by uh, yourself? Huh? You know, yep. and it's not that I'm adding a, a bunch, but I'm adding oh man time. another minute to every song with yeah. the solos. Yeah, like, so that's five less songs in an hour. Yeah, so. exactly. So if you stack it up like that, you know, it's just like you got to play 15 more songs. But it it also gives him the opportunity to play new songs, and sure,
1: where he doesn't have to worry about the, yeah anyone else behind him. So exactly,
0: it's tough to learn a new song and try it for the first time with multiple people. Word, you yeah, because you're all learning it then. Exactly. It, it, it that can't be the first time. So like, you go out there by yourself, you learn it a few times, and then you're just like, "Hey, I'm playing this song. I'm confident." Now you follow along, you know. And that's pretty much where I cut my teeth playing at jam nights. And the world knows how I feel about like iPods or iPads or whatever cell
1: phones on the mic stands. But for Jesse's gig, like that works out well. I've seen him just like someone will shout something out and he just starts playing. I'm like, "Oh man, you just made that table." lose their mind you're doing the good things you yeah know? but on the other hand i will say if you're a musician and you're not using it for that effect remember your words <laughs> you
0: know yeah. i don't know i'm horrible at remembering lyrics and that's the one reason that's like the big thing that keeps me away from actually going out and like attempting to play shows is like i cannot remember three hours worth of uh-huh. music's words i can't i don't have it blows me away that you guys can remember like the perfect like the
1: notes you know like this note is coming and this just you know like well, I guess I'm just a rhythm guitarist, but it blows me away that you get... It's like a piano player. just floors me watching someone play piano without the sheet music in front oh, of Oh,
0: yeah, that's pretty wild. And that's, like, another thing is, like, I, I'm teaching bass lessons now, and one of my students is... I taught him how to play the bass um, without, like, reading music, and now we're learning how... He knows how to read music. So now I bridging the gap between the two where it's just like here's these notes and those notes and this is where they would be at on a staff and now he like knows how to read music and play bass and so he's
1: miles and miles ahead of the average cat already because you know we all start just like well this is a g chord and strum strum for the next
0: five months Mm -hmm. yeah so like i mean there's there's certain people that you can like run into it's just like they know how to do certain things that you don't know how to do and i'm sure there's people that are blown away like I can't read sheet music for guitar but I can play it but I can like read sheet music for other things.
1: That's wild. And I c- wish I wish I would have retained all of that, you know, like the trumpet in 8th grade and stuff. That would I think that would have gone s- so much easier with the transition into guitar or I could be completely wrong, you know, like maybe can't pick up a tuba after playing a guitar, you know.
0: No, I mean, you can pick up whatever you want. I like when I first started learning how to play guitar, and I had like what I consider like a decent grasp on it. I'm like, okay, here's the keys, these are the scales. I know all the you know chords, bar chords, regular ones. I know how to kind of like trick my way around most stuff. And then it's just like, what's another instrument? So the next thing I tried to play, I believe, was a mandolin, and it was just like, how do I play chords on this? No, it was was definitely a ukulele. Uh, definitely ukulele but it's like how do you play chords on this what are they where are they at and then it's just like what can i incorporate from the electric guitar on this and it's just like you know oh i could put bar chords into this and do these things and this is where this could get weird you know And it's like i kind of got the gist of how to play a ukulele and i'm like this is pretty fun oh
1: man i picked up that banjo thinking like well this before i figured out like the chords would be completely different you know and the yeah. tuning's completely different so it was like oh god all right i see why like taylor swift and other cats play like a six string band it's just a banjo sounding guitar i'm like Mm -hmm. maybe that's the route to go because it was so hard i got like maybe the
0: cg and the d chord down on that that that's about it
1: yeah that's all you need yeah no doubt that's all i'm playing (laughs) in anyway
0: so yeah i don't know it's one of those types of deals where i I feel like once you kind of start to learn another one it's really not too terribly different like the ukulele is pretty close to a guitar anyways but like a mandolin is the way, the way it's tuned is slightly different. So they're, the strings are tuned a fifth apart
1: instead I, of a fourth. My buddy hippie gave me a mandolin and I messed around with it, but it was just so frustrating trying to keep it in tune. Like it was, it was a like of a strings. rogue, you yeah. know? It yeah. Was, yeah. They
0: have, that's what I played on. They're not cheap. Ones are not easy to play. No. So that's the, they say have the They have the curse of the guitar and don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure there the strings are a fifth apart. Uh, or write in call call in right now if if yeah, you're listening no uh no but i think the strings are a fifth apart which makes it like impossible <laughs> it, it just makes the chord shapes different if i'm not mistaken I'm trying to think i believe that's correct anyways long story short yeah it's like slightly different tuning but um yeah it, it's not too terrible if you like just start learning another one and just like whatever i guess it's just another instrument well you and know? as much as Chris
1: Steely annoys the hell out of me, like he uh he took over uh Garrison Keeler's job and just ruined my favorite show ever. Well Well I mean he made it his own show, he didn't ruin that one, mine just ended and then yeah, he came on with this and I was nobody, expecting
0: it. Nobody but. could be what Garrison was and he got you know I see he's
1: performing up in uh, Minnesota, like, in a couple months. I'm going to try and get tickets, buddy. We should go. Oh, that's awesome.
0: I've seen Garrison One of the greatest once.
1: storytellers there is.
0: Yep. You know? And I've seen Chris Thiele once.
1: And I, th- that's what I was going to say is, like, I do not like that guy for ruining my show, but I do respect the hell out of his playing. You know, he's just, like, he's the metal of mandolin. Oh, know? Yeah.
0: I went through and was just like, I got to see the best person at everything. So I went and saw Chris Thiele play with Bela Fleck. Oh, man. And Bela Fleck's like the best banjo player. banjo player. Him and his so. wife are just phenomenal. So that was a crazy show. And the wild part about that was like, I parked in a parking ramp like right next to it, but it was like hard to get to because they had like a part of a street closed off or whatever. Long story short. My phone had died, so I like went to go put it in my car so I could charge it so I could get something to eat after the show. And I believe the show was in Omaha. But yeah, I go put my car, my phone in my car, come out of the parking garage, like out of the wrong door. I, I don't know what I was doing. But it spit me out right next to their tour bus. Oh, sweet. And they were just standing right outside. Whoa. And I was just like oh what's up guys and they were just like hey and uh I remember Bela pretty much just said hi and walked away which is cool yeah he's like this guy could shoot me I don't know his intentions yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't know and uh Chris Thiele was there and I, I talked to him for like a short bit and I was just like I don't have a camera or anything to like take a picture of this because my, yeah, my phone's, phone's oh upset. bummer and he's just like that's cool you still have this moment exactly so I was like that's pretty neat you know and uh that was that was kind of fun, especially because like that show was sold out, and I like stub-hubbed tickets for it, and they weren't like ludicrous, but they were like twice as much as they. Oh, I believe were, it should have been. So, either way, like, yeah, that was a pretty. Getting rough to deal. meet, getting to meet someone you really wanted
1: to meet anyway or see, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a crazy one because like the best ukulele player ever is probably Jake Shimabukuro, and like that's a mouthful. Yeah, he's. Like, Japanese and Hawaiian, I believe. He's got, like, a documentary. If anybody wants to watch it, it's super cool. But... I think I have seen that, honestly, now that you bring that up. Yeah, it's called, like, Life on Four Strings. He's a really cool guy. I, like, uh, went to a show somewhere. I can't remember where. But we, like, showed up, like, the doors were all open and stuff. And they were taking tickets. But, like, it was way before the show started. Like, an hour and a half or two hours before the show started. And we were just kind of, like, standing in a hallway, like talking me and who i went with and he just walks up and he's just like what's up guys and it's just like oh, you know we oh. weren't where we we shouldn't be we were just yeah. like he made it a up. point to come out and see some fans Yeah, he just like walked out and was just like what's up and you know like all these people were like crowding him and taking pictures and there's not like a million people were like there but it's you know Five, six people start taking pictures with him, and then when they're done, he just, like, walks over. He's like, hey, what's up? And it's just like, see you guys from the stage. Yeah, it's so cool to be like, that's cool. And so I, like, met him. He's he's a nice guy. But that's another one where it's kind of weird. Like, I got to a point in my life after I'd taken so many pictures with so many, like, famous people, I eventually was just like, eh. Yeah, it's like like
1: I just need that moment. I don't need the proof. I know it's
0: in my head and I don't really need to be like, you know, social media, look at me. I Uh, met this guy. Woo Honestly,
1: uh William Elliott Whitmore when I was at Hinterland, he got done with his set and he's milling around, you know, thousands of people at this point. Mm -hmm. And he's just sitting by a merch table that we happen to be standing by. I look over and I'm like, Hey, how are you? And he's like, Pretty good. Good Mm -hmm. turnout, huh? I'm like, Yeah, you did really nice up there, you know? And not a camera in sight, nothing, you know, just he's a dude walking around. It was one of the coolest, exp- like, experiences as far as idolization goes because there was everyone I wanted to see at that concert and he was one of them. And then to just have him stand there like a dude, it's like, oh, yeah,
0: people are people. Yeah, it's oh. it's really wild to, like, you know, have that realization, but it's also kind of, like, cool to just be like, yeah, I kind of met this guy. You know, it's it's nice to know that when people aren't nice that you can – just like check the box of like this is a good person or at least they were to me you know but it's also also kind of like like I said like Bela Fleck he wasn't mean to me he just he said hi and just walked away but it's also like I totally understand that you know if especially if someone's just like oh this is the 493rd person that's just been like oh I love you you know it's it's, it's almost like the dudes in Saving Silverman when they're like Neil Diamond you know we're not big time by any means but
1: seriously I like to show up at a bar or wherever I'm playing like an hour before and set up, get ready, just to, you know, wind down, have a beer, get your head ready. But sometimes it's just like set up and go, or there's people that want to talk to you, and you're like, I just really wanted that 10 minutes, man. Mm-hmm. You know, that's he could have been like, I just really wanted this 10 minutes. And <laughs> he's like, Yeah,
0: I'm out of here. I mean, that's another thing where, like, I try to tell myself that it shows. If for some reason someone talks to me, believe it or not, it's like I get a lot more for the podcast than i do for like me playing shows places which is kind of fun but oh yeah uh, when
1: we were walking around it's like oh the podcast guy
0: yeah 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 uh it it's happened before uh and it'll happen again i'm sure somebody will hear my voice and be like i know this person but i i did have somebody say they've seen me on their facebook feed and they couldn't figure out who i was and then they saw that i had the podcast hoodie on and they were like That's the podcast guy or whatever. So they came over and said hi.
1: Well, and hats off to you with the marketing. Like, there isn't a spot in Iowa that doesn't have the Audio Farm Pig on it somewhere. Oh,
0: yeah. Audible Farm Pig. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, I might might or might not be in the market for... doing a new logo but i have one more i want to put out i think before i put out a new logo so
1: and just because you have a new one doesn't mean the old one's gone yeah it's
0: yeah. true i mean i i did a small run of i'm uh, not wearing it nobody's got we got it on yeah. but i did a small run of the one shirts and uh might do a small run of another one we'll see but yeah i mean it's really fun to like go places and have people like run into you and know you but it's also oh. it's also kind of just like it's a little humbling. It's like a, it's almost a little anxiety giving, you know? I was driving. I don't know what parking lot I was pulling into, but I pulled into this parking lot. I'm like,
1: well, this guy's a dick. Way to take up frickin' two spots for no good reason. And then I look and there's like, what are your stickers on the back window? I was like, I'm going to tell Pete about this guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> so, hilarious. Like
1: you would actually know him. It's everywhere, you know? It's, yeah,
0: I have no clue who it is. Yeah. Uh, how many thousands of stickers have I sold given away etc. seen et in a all, you know oh my gosh everywhere. they are everywhere the, the, there's a crazy thing somebody put one um on a light pole downtown uh over there uh outside of what I can i guess just outside of the Eagles club hey cat and so like oh, goody. it's been there for like 2 years it's like I figured somebody would have peeled this thing off by now, you know. It's wild that it's still there; it hasn't been painted over yet or anything. But, I mean, we stuck some downtown in Iowa City, Yep. And they, st- the handful of them stayed there. Some of them didn't, understandably. Most of mine didn't, unfortunately. But, you know, I'm competition. I tell you. Well, I th- I think some of it is just like we. I know some of the places we chose to stick them probably weren't the best. So, like that actually checks out. Yeah, it's just like. You think garbage would be a good one, but the sanitation services in some city are just like, uh, no, you're not doing that to my garbages. Yeah. We're trying like, to keep you're this putting, clean. You're yeah. putting the garbage inside the garbage mm-hmm. can. Like, okay. okay, yeah, I get like, that. Yeah. So.
1: But like, the rain gutter ones and stuff, those seem to stick around. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: I mean, the, the toilet sticker was always a fun one. Like I, I tell people I started that. I've seen it other places and everyone probably has, but like. I was the first one to start doing that, in like a lot of the venues, I started going to, uh, especially in the urinals. And I, there's a couple places that have now just like the urinals are covered, mm-hmm. like front to back, wall to wall, with stickers, and it's like that's hilarious because it's a thing, you know. And it's good advert. The stickers are good advertising, you know. You can oh. give them to anyone; they can put them on anything. I look. I can gauge a lot about a person
1: by their, you know, guitar case and the stickers that are on it because for some reason we all stickered up you know I'd, oh yeah it's rare that you see a clean case walking around but yeah it's like oh man you've been here you've been there he obviously loves himself some beer or plays at a ton of
0: breweries you know stuff like that yeah i had somebody asking about all the bands and like what kind of music they played and it was as i was looking through my sticker case like the guitar oh, case, that was and me the stickers, we are standing
1: that... there i was like okay what about these cats never yeah, heard like, of that yeah,
0: this is like a horn band they're from you know Wisconsin, this is a, a metal band from California, and it's just like wow, there's a lot of crazy different types of bands on here, you know. And I always just like supporting other people. Like when I was in Jesse's music video, I wore, uh, I think a Matt Woods hat and uh, uh, Vince Beneshek, Vinny the Night Prowlers shirt, Word. you know. So I always like doing that, and it's, uh, some of that just comes over from the punk scene, though. Like. Those guys would always have them wearing other bands shirts and other bands merch like up on stage cuz they trying just trying to push each other out there. Yeah, yeah. it's and that's kind of like what this podcast is about. And that's kind of like what the scenes a lot of places are starting to look like from what I yeah. can tell online. There's a lot of jam nights showing up and a lot of people like even in like the other Facebook groups getting like really positive results out of like inquisitive people are coming together
1: now instead of slicing it down
0: yeah Yeah. it's
1: pretty wild just had a conversation last night with a a a new uh, singer guitar player in town named nisha but she's from oklahoma and she uh she knows a bunch of people who play in bands and stuff down there one of my friends being one of them josh pelaschik hippie and um well anyway she said last night at the jam that she made she was like it is a whole different scene up here. Like people are just happy to help and you know like Jeremy walked up and asked her if she has a set and I was like, "Man, you can fill in for me if you want, you know, on set breaks. I'll buy you a beer." It's just the positivity and the encouragement around here is such a not a new thing, but such a wonderful thing that she was like, "I don't see that down there." And I've been in the Oklahoma music scene. It's pretty cool and it's pretty supportive, but I think we just flip over a rock and there's a musician that's willing to help you up here you know
0: yeah there's enough of us that know each other where if we if one of us vouches for somebody else or somebody new comes in you know oh sure we can, and we're all
1: sharing venues like jeremy yeah. you gotta call this place and you yeah know.
0: gotta check out this place it'll put in a good word for somebody you know and that's that's punk rock man no that's that is back to that whole thing though like when i was You know, when I was growing up, it was always about, like, wear other bands' stuff. And when I finally joined a punk band, it was, was like, I'm wearing Americature merch. I'm wearing TV cop merch. You know, I'm going down the list of all the stuff I have to the point where it's just, like, I'm wearing you know i'm playing shows with jesse wilson it's like i'm wearing a regional rock hour shirt tonight or whatever you know you know i'm gonna wear it you know and like like tonight i got my 92 rock shirt on i was recently on 92 rock so i guess i should probably support the shirt yeah. Rock Hi, guy, everybody boom regional. Mm-hmm. the regional rock hour
1: uh, oh. i see uh josh mason tagged me in a post the other day he's like some some punk rocker wants to do 50 talent or 50 states in 50 days and they're trying to find one for iowa and stuff he's like hey, Nate, have him open for Clint. <laughs> like, I don't know anything about this cat, but that's got to be funny. It, that would be cool. I don't even know who it is, but I think that would be just funny as hell to have some guy doing something that epic and I get to play with him. That would be awesome.
0: That would be a tough one, but it would be And good. I don't or even know would... if he's
1: just joking out of sarcasm, but I was just like,
0: oh, man, to think of me. Thank you, Josh Mason. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty sweet. That's awesome. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's what it's all about. I mean, I I guess that's where my personality comes out most of the time. Um, I'm watching your cat scoop food out in its hand and lick it off its hand. (laughs) She's smart. It is the weirdest thing. It's like his cat is grabbing the food and eating it. Like, well, I learned to elevate the food dish. It's going like this and eating
1: food. Uh, Bear in mind, she's only got half a jaw right now because of cancer.
0: Yeah, she's not doing very good, but she's doing really awesome. Mm -hmm. So. Hats off to to Goody over there. 39 eat, more years, eat please. cat food. Oh. This is a fun one. This is why you got to get the Patreon. You actually can't see the cat eating food. But, and you're welcome for that. But, yeah. So, um, anyways. Yeah, so, like knowing there's new people out there still coming into the scenes, there's like new people coming from other scenes and we have all been very excited and happy to have them here. And different people have like taken two different people that have been around here. So like our scene is big enough where it's just like, you know, Oh, so-and-so is pretty good buddies with that person. Or like, you know, I've had them on my podcast and people get inquisitive. They hear about it and they're like, I need this person here. That's such a spider web. It's not like a
1: bunch of different, you know, Um, columns or anything everyone is connected in this place like you're two steps away from any musician in this in this vicinity like if you know chris carr then imagine how many people you know through him and if you know wow
0: yeah i mean there's so many people around here that i don't even know which yep. is which is like one of the wildest things to me. It's like I've done 170s podcasts. I would say 100, at least 100 of them are people that are in my area. At yep. least 100. Oh yeah, and
1: there's still 100 to go that you don't even know about. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's people I know of that haven't even been on here. I could probably name 10 of them. You know, so it's it's just one of those things where I I just have to get it done and make it happen you know Uh, I get it that some people think it's an invite only like people I've had people recently just like I've been waiting for you to ask me and it's like that's cool but like you don't have to like you just have to hit me up and the timing has to work and it's unfortunate that sometimes it doesn't but you know you're always here and willing to to help out and beauty of being a full-time musician like if I had a
1: regular job like I say I just wouldn't I wouldn't have near the ambition well i'm 44 (laughs) so it's like a nap would sound really good after a hard day's work thank god i don't have a hard day's work
0: yeah yeah yeah. uh water heater okay i was wondering like i can barely hear it through my headphones i was like something's going on but that or a train yeah i was wondering if it was a train i was like man these noise canceling headphones are insane (laughs) like if they work that good but yeah i mean like i I don't know. I just think the music scene in general is changing, and a lot of people are, are more willing to go out and do these types of shows like we were talking about. The cat, that's why you need the that's why you need the Patreon, everybody. <laughs> Get it, Goody. I don't know if you can see that or if I'm going to crop part of that out, but it's hilarious. The cat's blocking some of the shot. I hope she just peeks right at
1: it. I saw this thing on the internet called Vibe Cat, and they just have this... Oh, ridiculous blue, sc- like green yeah. screen video behind this cat. Yeah,
0: yeah the cat's just vibing. I absolutely
1: love it. So I hope Goody just vibe
0: cats real hard. That's hilarious. Yeah, the cat's definitely gonna be in some of the shot.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of internet sensations, you heard the Island Boys yet? Uh, I don't know. They are horrible, horrible, horrible oh, people.
0: I know what you're talking about.
1: Ah, uh, so I, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna become a rapper because that. It looks it looks pretty profitable for not much.
0: I saw a tiny glimpse of it and kind of that was about enough. Oh um, my goodness! So it's just like anything, though. Good rapping is oh, for sure tough. You know, uh, same thing with just about anything else, though. You know, it's you can get passable at a lot of things, and if you're passable and you're flashy. Or you have something that's memorable, people. Boom, you're in. You know, it's yeah. It's an easy formula for certain people to nab onto, but like, you, what you don't want to do is grab the low hanging fruit. And some people don't care about grabbing low hanging fruit. Oh god, which they is, are they are those people. They're just <laughs> totally kosher, you know. And I mean, it's I feel like it's kind of like one of those double edged swords, like fashion. That's the second time I've said double edged swords, so it's <laughs> wild. Uh, but it's just like fashion, you know. Like you have to kind of get into it. But at the same time, like, before you know it, you're going to be 20 years down the road and still have bell bottoms in your closet or whatever, uh, you know, or like, uh, whatever it is. You're like, I can't believe I wore these things or whatever, you know, just looking at pictures of yourself from 15, 20 years ago, whatever it happens to be. But That's why I always take the medium route, like, I'm just homeless chic at all times you know? <laughs> that's hilarious yeah i don't know I, I came in here dressed up like johnny cash or something <laughs> i was just thinking her hats actually match which is kind of wild we got the same color hat on. i just got this the uh, lake marie john prine song nice yeah. nice got me a
1: john prine book with like 60 of his lyrics or songs and lyrics and chords in it so i'm going it's crazy i'm so glad that i started writing songs before I had ever heard of John or listen to him, because if I would have known about this first, I would have been like, I'm not doing this. Someone already did it. You know? Yeah. Cause it's just, it feels so similar that it's like, God, this is crazy. But like Jeremy says, you can't write anything new. Everything's been used. There's only so many chords that work together. Throw a different story on it. That's all you can do.
0: Yeah. That's true to an extent. I would say like, I doubt anyone was, when they came out with Metallica one, I doubt anyone was just like, that's, been done before, you know, like you know, there's some oh, things true. Where, yeah,
1: like the different sounds and techniques. But as far as like structures, like chords only work together in so many ways, that's true,
0: yes, you know. And if you're playing folk music, everyone, yeah. uh, there's a uh, Nashville
1: number system or whatever, right?
0: There's so many people that have done every chord progression in folk music, you know. Um, so you're kind of sol on that one, mm-hmm. yeah, until I learned
1: some classical guitar, I think I'm just stuck where I am. <laughs> Hey, all right, you got an objective now, so... Uh, I'll have to go talk to Igor. Oh, yeah, no kidding. I played with him a couple of times down at Bootlegger. Like, he sat in there, and he's like, so you want me to play along? And I'm like, well, yeah, man, let's, let's do that. He brought his amp and his guitar in, and I'm like, well, we probably don't need any, like, metal sweeps or anything, bud, but, you know, like, let's just hang out and have some fun. And he was tactful and on point and like some of those sweeps really worked out well. Yeah, it was crazy. And some of the songs he'd fold yeah.
0: them in there in certain spots and they worked out pretty well. What's up, cat? There you go. Everybody on the podcast, I got a cat on my lap that uh, you can't really see it because I'm wearing black clothes and the cat's dark colored. It's, it's and the lighting isn't the uh, best. No nope. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Christmas lights are still hung <laughs> by oh, the chimney with care. They are actually uh-huh. very much by the chimney with care. Which is quite wild.
1: can't believe we don't have a fire going right now. It's like negative nine.
0: It's very cold out, which is kind of weird because it was pretty warm out and cold out, but it's just the way it goes up here in Iowa. you think everyone would be used to it by now, but obviously not.
1: My buddy Brad just sent me a picture. He's down golfing in Texas. Oh, wow. 80 degrees. Palm trees, blue skies.
0: <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Hi, Brad. Hey, Brad. You're listening to this on your way home. Love you, buddy. Um, But, yeah, I mean, you you go, oh, easy, Cat. You and I have a lot of shows coming up, and, uh, I mean, it's wild to know. You book a lot of shows on your own. You've been playing quite a few shows this year. Uh, whether it's just you or you and Brad or whoever you decide to bring with, you're starting to branch out again into like St. Louis. Oh, the cat's gonna come back <laughs> over here. Well, you Best
1: friends, Peter Stockdale's you here, Goody.
0: So you're starting to branch back out into St. Louis area and and yeah, getting up to Rochester, uh, Minnesota and cool. all points
1: in between and just might as well. Yeah, honestly, I'm if it's willing,
0: I am. <laughs> so oh, Goody. But yeah, you've also been like dabbling a little bit. I mean, we've. I was just looking at the time. We're, we've are we got quite a bit of time in here, but uh, we've been dabbling a little bit. I don't know if we talked about this in the last podcast. I don't think we had done anything with it, but um, kind of just to see if we could do it. <laughs> what, goody
1: okay, She doesn't Ken. know what All she's right. doing.
0: So uh, we had recorded some, um, some of your songs recently, and I, I don't want to say, like, it sounds weird to be like, we recorded them. I'm a producer. You know, I'm mm-hmm. an engineer. It's like, no, I don't. None of that is a label that, that fits me. And that's not me being humble. That's just me saying it for real. So, like, I I don't really know what I was doing. And I was just like, let's just put some mics up uh, and see what happens. And I, I, like, went online and I was just like, people were just like, hey, I, we used basic mics into basic setups and this is how it sounded. It sounded pretty good. And I was like, let's give it a go and see what happens. And so, like, my objective was pretty much just like, Play some songs, you know, see what happens. I'll record it. I'll see what, I'll just dink around with like mixing and just for fun, you know, give me something to do.
1: I don't like that we're recording like songs that I, you know, necessarily wouldn't put on an album you know like some of the more vulgar or the quicker ones or you know
0: yeah the ones that are like having you know gotten out of a poem state or like you know something like that you know where it's just like this is a song but it's a minute and a half and for some reason i feel like it should be three but this is all the longer it is you know so yeah, like, unless i'm throwing a lead at <laughs> times 10 on there yeah and you and i don't have the objective like we kind of were just like now we understand that if we wanted to we could put something like a demo out for you pretty easily oh for sure you know but it's also one of those things where it's like do we want to put any of this stuff out that we recorded? Probably not so like you've been dabbling with other people recording your stuff as well just kind of yeah, uh, I got Troy. I was over there at his studio in Eagle Grove, and
1: jeez, I think we got nine in the can right now, and you came along and played leads on a couple of those. Nice, that's cool. And then um renting the cabins oh <laughs> my goody, say hi to everyone. She's like, well, now I don't want to yeah. But, uh, yeah, I got a cabin. I got a flat picker from Decora, super nice guy named Simon, Um, and maybe a keyboard player from up there as well coming down, and it gives them a place to stay. And Brad's pretty excited for the producer side of it all, like just mic the rooms or the the area or situation. He's in charge of that. I'm just going to show up and remember words. But it's two days. I figure, like, Houses of the Holy or... um, what are some the little pink house, you know, like, uh, the band, mm. just all these places when you force that energy into one space and there's nothing to do and nowhere else to go, no need to go anywhere. You know, it's, I think you can get a lot done in 48
0: hours. Yeah, totally. I mean, like, it's it kind of fun to know that you have that ability to go to one of those types of locations and pretty much have most of the day to kind of just do whatever you can do, you know, um. I've been in situations where it's kind of rushed. I've been, I've been in situations where it's not. I've seen situations where it's been rushed, and I've seen situations where it's not. You know, it's yeah. Each environment
1: adds its own texture. Like Scale House sessions was recorded right here, mm-hmm. just in some of the weirdest environments. Like I was gargling microwave wild turkey because I had a sore throat that day for one of the sessions, and just it all adds to it. It's all that. the the spontaneity of it. Like, if I cut an album down at Sun Records, I think it'd sound a little different than, you know, like, sitting around here.
0: That's true. That's true. I mean, and that's just the thing. Like, uh, you could... You've got enough in your catalog where I feel like we should probably give you a good attempt to just put out, like, a two- or three-song random EP just for fun of, like... Oh, yeah, and there's a couple of those out there. That Um, could be doable, you know?
1: Yeah, like, I forgot that... um, there's a one-take or a one-track of, um, like, Bent on Liberty and stuff like that, or as the world When the World Dies, the video that you made for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, those are out there. They're not on any album, but, like, you can find them. So then I'm, well, do I put those on the next album? Because they're already out there. They're already produced. But another take on it, just a different environment. I don't think it would hurt anything. As I'm listening to these John Prine records, there's, like, the same song on, you know, four different albums, but it sounds the situation was different, you know, the arrangement might have been a little different. I don't think there's anything wrong with playing the same song twice.
0: Yeah. uh, I mean, like, that's something you could grab those two and and do something like, call it, uh, just those two songs that are out there and not on an album, call them like the Scalehouse singles or something like that. Uh, Yeah, that works out well. Just put them out together on like a thingy or whatever. Yeah,
1: so they are out there if you're listening. Check out YouTube, I think.
0: You know, or, you know, that's something where you could take those two and you could pile two other ones on there that you know like that i demoed and just be like there's two demos for you so hooray
1: yeah it honestly wouldn't wouldn't take much to throw together another three albums it's just time and getting it together and not wanting to rush it because just think how much better it is playing that song an extra 150 times out in the honky tonks and whatnot and now going in and recording it rather than when it was fresh you know it might have a whole different life now
0: that's true that's very true let it mature yeah i mean it's wild to know that you got like you know all these different recording options. When uh, you know how many years ago it was almost impossible to find oh. somebody to record you, you know. And now it's like, based on like you and me tinkering around, I already kind of, sort of, a little bit knew what I was doing, but sure. at the same time, like that was the first time I'd ever recorded anybody playing music for the most part, you know. So it's it's kind of fun to just be like, hey, this is what we came up with, you know. When you are playing the harmonica, don't play it too loud because I don't want this to happen. You are like, okay, you know, and you just lean back and did did all the control with the volume and it came out sounding pretty okay.
1: Yeah. For trial and error. I don't think we had too many errors.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was pretty wild. So, you know, hats off to to you for doing, you know, going out there and finding the people and you know, I think, trying to do something. I think
1: posterity, like I think all of us musicians, especially us local ones should take that, take advantage of that a lot, a lot more often. Like there is that opportunity. It might not be, you know, classic and cut and beautiful and polished but it's recorded so like heaven forbid i die in a helicopter accident not yeah. that i'm gonna be in a helicopter anytime That's soon tr- but you true know and like true. those words are gone forever that they might be there in my in my notes but the voice is gone
0: yeah i mean having multiple versions of different songs like at different points in your life that are important to you you know like you could write a song and not resonate with it uh as much when you write it as you do like later in life it could actually come back to like really hit you or something like that where you're like i'm going to put out another version of this or whatever on this yeah like that was a good song but i hear it this way now yeah yeah exactly or like the different person who recorded it decided they they think it sounds best mixed like this yeah so they want to try it and i'm willing yeah yeah, you know so you could end up with that because you do have uh this is a good way to get close to the end of the podcast but you do have uh not only the scale house sessions available to listen to everywhere but you do also have uh some EPs oh, yeah. and yeah. Demos like from, and singles from uh, Juniors stuff. Hotel. And, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So those are all on your band camp, which the link for that will be in the description section. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Absolutely. You set all this
1: up for me. That's the God's honest truth. I'm horrible with technology. And you sat here and took the patience and time and was like, well, let's do this. Otherwise, no one's ever going to hear it. It's like, all right, let's do that.
0: Well, it was another one of those things where I didn't really, and it's not like I didn't have anything better going on at the time, but I really didn't. I didn't have anything to take up. <laughs> I didn't have anything to take up, like, my day, really. So I was just like, hey, what are you doing? you want to make one of these? And so we just, like, got all the media together. I put it all in digital form and put it online. I was just like, there you go. And it's like, I've done it before, and I kind of understand how it all works. So I was just like, yeah, it won't take me too long. And it didn't take me any more than, like, an evening to put it all together, you know? So it was like, here you go. And so, yeah, if anybody wants to check that out, that's there. Thank you, Um, thank you maybe a new album coming out maybe yeah, sometime soon maybe some really demos soon. or singles cool. or something from somebody yeah, somewhere who knows you know, uh, you I, know. I spent a little time in Jesse's studio too
1: so there's there's a plethora of it out there just a matter of Pick and choose, and polishing, and
0: putting it out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's totally up to you. Well, you you went from not having a choice to now having all the choices and the balls in your court. Yeah, that's
1: a horrible life, I
0: tell you. (laughs) I hope something good comes out of it. Uh, I know something good will, but definitely. I'm excited to see what it is. So thanks, buddy. I'm excited to play tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun time. Uh, Come check us out at Byron's, everybody, uh, tomorrow night. We'll see you there. See you, buddy. And we're done. That's a good episode. We, uh, it's so easy to do an hour with Clint. I don't know why. It's probably just because we have such a good rapport with one another, I guess. But, oh, man, so much fun to sit down and talk with him. Uh, he's got some stuff in the works in the background. He's always doing something different, it seems like. And uh, he's, he's going to go out there. He's going to play a lot of shows. I think he said this week he's got Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday shows, including some shows in St. Louis. If I'm not mistaken, so he's going to be really, really busy this upcoming weekend. I'm playing a couple shows with him. He's bringing uh, different musicians with him pretty much every night uh, to almost every show. So go see him somewhere. I got his links down below. Uh, he's, he travels across Iowa, uh, sticks around to the north central Iowa area quite a bit, but hit him up, find him, check out his music. It's All all the links are down below to go find everything you need to find for Clint Riedel. And uh, if nothing else, it'll take you to places that will tell you all about them. So check them out down below. I love having them as a guest, and uh, everybody seems to enjoy listening to these episodes. So I'll keep making them with Clint here if you guys will keep listening to him. So thank you guys very much for listening. If you guys are looking for anything Audible Farm, those links are down below as well. The Audible Farm shop is up. It is there. We've got stickers and T-shirts. No hoodies yet. I am uh, apologize. I did have somebody ask about the hoodies recently. Sorry, uh, no hoodies yet. So, otherwise, I've got audiblefarm.com. There you can find all the Audible Farm links, including all the social media. Go to Audible Farm on YouTube and check out check that out. There's some uh, fun videos of guitar refinishes, and uh, maybe some like little bits of videos of guitar mods and things I've done to certain pieces of equipment. And uh, those videos get quite a few views, believe it or not. So check that out if it's something that interests you. Otherwise, i got little slideshows of me refinishing guitars and making them look all pretty and stuff like that. So you can check that out there too. It's on the Audible Farm YouTube channel. I think I'm out of here for the week, everybody. I will check you next week. Peace.